Welcome to Revival City Podcast. Um, uh, you know, we're entering the new year. We and with new year, we have you know new ideas of what may be next for us. I you know I'm thinking of also how this idea of New Year's resolution and how we um, there's always this oh I didn't you know after January February March is kind of this running theme that we don't really follow through on them so a lot of times we um can be discouraging you know there's a reason that each year we're always saying oh i want to i want to do something better next year i want to do something better next what's next and sometimes you know um um taking a little um time and intentionality kind of flush out what that looks like um you know this year maybe a year that you know you you experience some loss and 2023 or before you're trying to step forward not to minimize the holidays are hard for a lot of people um, especially as you grow as adults so this year may be something about bettering your self-care maybe healing maybe getting connected back to a spiritual church or an avenue of that nature um, maybe in a more healthy way um, today we have a new guest his name is Odie uh, is it Odie Kurtz? Thank you so much for um, Odie Kurt. Not with that. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insight with us today. Thank you for having me. I just want to share a disclaimer, especially when you're in the states. Um, Ninety-eight is a suicide crisis lifeline if you are struggling. But wherever you are in the in the world, uh, out beyond, um, try to find what resources. I don't like reinventing the wheel, working in the mental health field. I, I, you know, I do feel that um, sometimes we forget that we have support around us and just recognizing what they are. Maybe if there's not enough, maybe finding other avenues. It could be, you know, it could be a, a, maybe a, a hobby, a group that you do or something. Maybe you go for a walk or a hike every Sunday or maybe just go to church. Maybe that's familiar. If it's positive, whatever is positive, I do encourage you to reach out and the hardest thing to ask as we are adults is i need help <laughs> so um uh remember that you know you you know try to find those environments they may not be perfect but just so you can ask those questions when you need it so i start off with quote because they always say things better than i it's from christine butler she says be ref- be a reflection of what you like to receive if you want love give love if you want truth be truthful what you give out will always return. It's encouraging. What comes to mind when you hear this quote? Well, it's the golden rule, really. Mm-hmm. What you give out is what you get back. And it's all throughout history and so many different pieces of literature. It's talking about casting your bread on the waters and in due time, it'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. And so if that reflection that you give is something positive, positivity mm. will come back to you. Yeah, and also what I feel like is um, the external sort of side of you, you know, people respond better. If I was kinder with a, a, a softer approach, most of the time I'm approachable. And that, that could be a big deal, especially when you're trying to, you know, find out what's that or find out what support is out there. Um, but also, um, the internal part, you know, one thing I realized, especially um, when I was struggling before was 
if I held on, even if I, even if it was true, even if I said, you know, these these people didn't know what I've been through, which is all, you know, that's true. Um, maybe I say, oh, these people seem appear to be spoiled because I don't know. Right? These people, are like, I can't connect. If I hold on to that bitterness, it doesn't really do anything but corrode. You know, like my character. You know, even though I'm right, in a weird way, I'm wrong. <laughs> You know, because I'm, I'm not, at the same time, we're all kind of stuck in it. So um, I want to ask you, uh, well, I'm going to kind of segue. Um, building new positive habits. We're talking about what's next. Sometimes that's what people like to do. I want to do this better. I want to do that better. Um, it's simpler said than done. Why do you think it's simpler said than done? Building new positive habits. <laughs> it's... It's the story of the world, man. You know, uh, building a building is easy for an architect because he has a sheet of paper, he has his tools, but actually getting the materials and having somebody come out there and build something, mm -hmm. it's not as simple as it sounds. And kind of piggybacking on what you said uh, earlier about uh, even though you're right, you're wrong. <laughs> I wrote a poem, I remember, this was years ago. And um, in the poem, it, it talked about a rose. You know, roses are beautiful, but they have mm -hmm. thorns. Yeah. And so people will hold on to things. They'll hold on to the, the stem of the rose. Mm -hmm. And at first it hurts. And you don't feel it after a while because all the thorns are already in your hands. Yeah. And the, the wounds, they heal around the, the thorns. And you don't mm -hmm. feel it after a while. And only when you let go of that rose, when you feel that pain again, mm -hmm. you're truly free from it because it's something that even though you don't feel it, it's still there. That's one yeah. of the reasons why in my mind, whenever somebody has an issue with me or I have an issue with somebody else, the most effective way to resolve that situation is to talk to them like they're human beings, yeah. not like they're a number or that they're just a customer or whatever it may be, but we're all humans. So connecting on a human level with somebody, I think is the most effective way of resolving any issue, really. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I do appreciate you mentioning that um, because a lot of times, you know, you know, <laughs> I'm half Hispanic, half South Korean, so, um, you know, I have both worlds of K-dramas and telenovelas to know that a lot of those series could be finished in one week after the first episode. Someone just talked to each other. I'm, you know, I'm placating on that. But it is true. A lot of times we, um, you know, uh, was it, per, per, procrastinate the paralysis. We, we're like, you know, you, you know, at the, at the same time, I like what you mentioned treating them like humans you know a lot of times we may not understand the person might hurt you um person might you know you might not you might not agree with them but you can agree on some of the simpler emotions you know you must you know anger you know feeling unappreciated that's a big one we're, we're right now in the world that's super fast uh i say how are you Odie? and you'll be like a lot of times people will say oh i'm busy Oh wow! Well, I'm busy, and it, it doesn't feel that there's a lot of presence around, you know. And sometimes it's really not about you, or you know, the, the person may say something bad or make you feel bad. But a lot of times, it's just being heard. A lot of times, being heard that you know, 
this problem's not solved. I didn't really appreciate what you said, but I appreciate you tried. I appreciate you showed up and tried to make this work. And I, I you know, a lot of times, you know, it's it's those little steps. And and I want to segue to um, talk about starting over or like you know the idea of what's next. Um, Nicole Sabon says sometimes the hardest part isn't letting go, but rather learning to start over. Like we may have the insight, like oh. I, I have to let go of this person or or this environment and you see this a lot of times in the in the you know, substance use community they have to you know a lot of times it's hard if you're um you know you have a, a condition where you you're drawn to alcohol or you, you cannot stop if you're around that environment so sometimes letting go is you know appropriate logical and all that stuff but the starting over is the harder part a lot of times, like the starting, what's next? Okay, now I have all this time when I used to drink all the time, or all this other time, and not to be uh, minimize it or to placate because it is something that really breaks families apart. So at the same time, you're making this change, but what do you feel that time with? And um, I guess that goes to my question: What do you feel sometimes is hard hard for us to start over, even if previously it was unhealthy for us? What what usually stops what is that barrier you think that usually prevents us to go further i think it's twofold really the mm. first thing is the fear of outcome mm. it's it's a barrier to anything because mm. you consider even for example if, if you have a job you have to mm. go for an interview first i have yet to meet someone who says I love interviews. They're the least stressful thing in my life. I would rather go to an interview than go to the beach or, you know, go on a cruise. I've never met anybody like that because the fear of outcome is is a barrier to any any endeavor, really. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is the fear of failure is greater than their faith. Mm -hmm. And once you realize that faith is the thing that overcomes fear jesus said you can move mountains mm -hmm. so there's no there's nothing that god can't do when you have that faith in yourself that he is true to his word and mm -hmm. that no matter what you endeavor upon if you really have that it's not a mentality mentality is the wrong word it's a man-made word but if you have that kind of chutzpah that's the only word that i can come <laughs> up with the book of Hebrews says it perfectly through faith, you know, they overcame kingdoms mm. and they shut the mouths of lions. And it just envelops you in a way where no matter what the possibilities may be, mm -hmm. your faith will overcome all of that. You know, and a lot of times I feel that, you know, sometimes we're just, there's too much of us, us inside of like the issue. For instance, you know, those who may not be, you know, uh, faith-based, but the idea of something, something bigger than yourself is, is, is very, sometimes what's in, what's in the barrier, honestly, is ourselves, <laughs> you know, let's be honest. So yeah. like a lot of times, you know, even, you know, I used to say, you know, you know, regarding faith, yes, I do feel, you know, there's so much wealth of knowledge of just being self-driven, outwards, outward driven. You know outward self a lot of times we like like i mentioned before 
uh, procrastinate the paralysis. You know, at the end of the day, we're too afraid, like you said, to fail. Um, I, I do like, um, um, I'm paraphrasing, Albert Einstein said something to the, to the extent that um, that he's not, he didn't have a special ability. He was just passionately curious. And I feel like if we're passionately curious on things, we yes. kind of, we could kind of filter through what is really important in our lives. Why does it matter? A lot of times, you know, I kind of, you know, I try to touch bases on the like mental health awareness month in May and stuff, you know, substance recovery month in September. But a lot of times I try to emphasize on the people and their names. A lot of times we forget the names. Like if I wasn't touched by mental health, like I have been, I may not feel it's as important because unfortunately we are very much self-interested. So th that sometimes it's it's healing when you think outside yourself. You go to a faith community and you start saying things that are not just about you because a lot of times, even if we're trying to help, a lot of times it's trying to help. And, and I'm not saying always, but we're trying to help in the context of to kind of massage our egos. Um, but when we're actually doing it, you know, just like in the Bible, when um, uh, I think it, one interesting story I remember in the in the in the Gospels, a uh, person was praying at the wall, and he kind of looked at him. He's a he's a tax collector, and he's like, oh, "That guy, God, please let me not be that person." I'm like, a lot of us yeah. do this, <laughs> a lot of us do this, but at the same time, it's 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 humbling, and there's a lot of insight. I I want to ask you. Um, Odie, um, what habits have you seen been helpful? You know, you mentioned your faith, um, but I, like, what else? And continue on that. And if there's more you want to add to that, definitely staying connected. Mm -hmm. That is number one. You have to stay connected spiritually. If you can't stay connected physically because you start over in a new place or you have a new job or whatever it may be stay connected spiritually i mean there's there's so many ways now that you can connect with people that you know whether it be social media you can still send them a letter in the mail that still works the same in 1700 as it does today mm -hmm. you can do a whole number of things to stay connected isolation from mm -hmm. the world is the tool that the enemy uses in order to to convert you into a, a way of thinking that you are by yourself. Mm -hmm. In the Gospels, it talks about Jesus being with us always. Mm -hmm. No matter where we are, no matter what we do, he's there with us always. And so a person who is isolated, mm -hmm. whether it be because they don't feel the worth or they simply just want to get away, mm -hmm. that is not an effective way of starting over one of the most for me personally when i had mm. to go my whole journey and it's a whole story the number one thing that i thought about was not the first shortest but the second shortest verse in the new testament the first shortest is in john when it mm. says jesus wept he's talking about lazarus and the second one is in first thessalonians paul says pray unceasingly mm. don't stop praying because that is what connects you, your mind, your body, really, everything mm -hmm. connects you to a place that is apart from this world. Like you mm -hmm. said, a higher place. Mm -hmm. That is the most important for me. For me personally, that's mm -hmm. what it was. 
Yeah, and you know, when I think about um, the idea of starting over and why, uh, on the other side of it, I would, I would, you know, there's only 24 hours a day, you know, <laughs> and we have to sleep part of that. And if we think about this logically, you know, we never, if we look at the idea of time, it's never enough or just too much of it. So, like, and, and, and then we still have these New Year's resolutions that are hollow because we say them to be socially accepted. But, you know, the fact is, man, we put, get pushed to say what our New Year's resolution is. But it, it's it, it's kind of like it becomes a tradition. And the problem with tradition, you lose meaning of what it is and why you're actually doing it. So in that respect, I, I do feel... Um, I say this to my clients, people when I work in my field is uh, personalize, 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 personalize your experience, yes. your context, you know, don't say, oh, most people who are depressed, you know, I shouldn't be depressed. I shouldn't. Well, you are depressed. <laughs> you know, let's see what, what can we work here? Like maybe you get some help. Maybe you start, you know, getting, you know, like you said, isolation. Maybe, you know, if this method of isolating doesn't help, Maybe you should see be be open to try to seeing if there's other avenues. Uh, another thing I like to say, and you said it, but I like to kind of emphasize is a lot of times I see people do well, let's say in medication or whatever or whatever therapies, but then they don't really have any social aspect. They don't have anything after. They're doing very well in recovery, and I kind of kind of stress this a little bit more. Um, it's if the absence of addressing a problem is not addressing the problem so if you're if you're not if if you don't have any connections with people your age or you don't feel really connected don't leave it as that i'm like oh well you know i'm doing my medications well i'm doing like everything else yeah but you're still not addressing the, the other issues and that only way that will work if you make it personal and speaking of personal I'm going to um, ask you, Odie, to kind of share a little bit what you can about your story, what brought you here, what what drives you. And it's kind of, I'd like to get my guests to kind of share a little bit about themselves, especially um, so the audience get kind of get to know you and also anything else you want to mention. Floor is yours. I appreciate it. So it's a long story, but to condense it in a way that just pull my heart out in a way that would make sense to people. Uh, first of all, my name is Othniel. I was born in Hollywood, Florida, and my mother named me after her first love, who is not my dad, um, but jokes on him because he had two daughters before me. So I'm, you know, the youngest and uh, somehow he agreed to it. So I'm stuck with Odie for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> but fast forwarding, I worked at a, a big supermarket for about six years. I was going to dedicate my life to this place. I was going to be a corporate guy. I was going to, you know, live that life and just go on vacation once or twice a year and then live my life and retire. Well, um, somewhere down the line, I had rediscovered my love of writing and I wrote a book and it was a very short book. It's a poetry book, of course. It wasn't anything fancy. And it had some mathematics and stuff in it. It was crazy. Um, and uh, a lot of folks that I worked with thought that uh, something was a little loose up here. And, you know, they might have been correct. Um, 
Long story short, I moved from Florida to Washington, D.C., and I lived on a couch for about four months, deciding what was going to be best for my life. And I was working at Starbucks, believe it or not. And during the course of my work, I overheard these this old couple talking about Kansas, Kansas, whispering. And I was like, what is in Kansas? What could possibly be in this foreign mystical place of Oz that nobody has any idea of? Well, another leap of faith, I decided I would go to Kansas from Florida to Washington to Kansas and um, didn't have any place to live, didn't have any plan to have a place to live. Actually, I did reach out to some place and got denied. And I said, you know what? This is one of those tests because in what I believe is that there are certain tests in life and there is no really pass or fail. Uh, it is a test of courage, endurance, perseverance. And in the course of time, while I was setting up all my uh, things to move to Kansas, I was on a flight. And during the flight, as we were landing in Dallas, I was about four hours away from Wichita. And I received a text from someone, his name is Pete. And <laughs> funny enough, he's South Korean as well. And he, he's amazing, I love Pete. And um, he said, I have a room if you'd like to come see it. And I called him immediately. And I said, I would love to come see it. And I took an Uber there. And long story short, I lived there for a year. I worked, I saved my pennies. I bought a house like three doors down from him. It was a two one in the middle of uh, the fields. <laughs> and I loved it. And I was lonely. I really was lonely. And it was me, myself and I, I had one suitcase when I got there and I grew a life and I started working for a cruise line in the middle of the country. <laughs> and I met a woman who is now my wife and <laughs> the, the emphasis that I'm trying to make is that it's not impossible. Mm. Whatever you're going through, whatever challenges you're facing, they seem insurmountable. Mm -hmm. Imagine me, a person who didn't come from wealth, didn't come from an educated background. I dropped out of college. I had only what I had instilled in me through a spirit that is higher than my own. Mm -hmm. And it led me to places that I never would have imagined. Mm -hmm. And now I'm back in Jacksonville. We had sold the house, thankfully, and I'm starting my own business. And all of this occurred in less than 10 years. This mm -hmm. all happened in 2017. My mm -hmm. first day in Kansas was May 15th of 2018. I still remember the day <laughs> because that was the day that I was shook, man. I tell you, I was shook, but it was such a blessing to have made those connections in Kansas when mm -hmm. I never would have thought in a million years that I would be there. But mm -hmm. through faith alone, I was able to surmount the obstacles, meet some amazing people and grow in my faith, not only because I wanted to do it, but because other people wanted to do it. And that's the emphasis of community. 
I went there alone, but I didn't come out alone. And the most important thing is maintaining those connections. Now, unfortunately, Pete passed away mm. uh, about four months before I we left Kansas. And I still remember his hospitality. He was a Vietnam War veteran. And he had, I'm, I'm not even joking, in his house, you walk in, there was a TV, of an old cathode, cathode ray tube TV, you know, those big TVs. Right next to it was a massive artillery shell. I think it was an inert shell, mm. but he had one in his house. And he would tell me stories of his time in Vietnam. And mm. it was just the most amazing thing because I was living in a house with this amazingly hospitable person. And I had my own room. I, there was another roommate. And we all just had this camaraderie together, just all different parts of the world that we were in. One came from Washington, another came from Illinois, I came from Florida, and Pete was just right there in the center, being the most hospitable, most amazing person that I could possibly ask for. <laughs> and um, I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful. You know, um, speaking of, I know, um, this will, uh, when this comes out, it'll be a little bit later, but today is actually Martin Luther King Day, uh, Junior Day, when we're recording this. And I think of a quote what, when you were talking, um, paraphrasing, I don't have it in front of me, but he says, um, you don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step. So, like, there's, you know, a lot of things I loved about Dr. Martin Luther King was he really personalized service how we serve one another and also just like if you're a, if you're a street sweeper be the best street sweeper there is you know the thing is yes. a lot of times we get caught up in titles and we lose our humanity that way we lose who we are really and another thing i like to say from what your story and i appreciate you sharing is i i i came across and again paraphrasing from a quote from jim carrey and it, it was interesting he said if you're unable to downgrade your life for a year, then you care too much what people think. And I think right now, uh, it's it's words of wisdom. A lot of times, at times there's ebbs and flows. There's in in faith based circles, it's valleys, hills, and valleys. Right. So um, we have to be reminded that you know, um, you know, if I want to start, you know getting into a new habit maybe let's say it's health you know uh, maybe i want to go jogging i'm gonna know immediately odie it's gonna suck i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna it's gonna suck and like the thing is if we're gonna say oh you know no uh, no it's not and like there's no shortcuts and the, but, the, but the one thing I, I kind of been on my mind i've been saying this in a couple of podcasts last few months was I think we forget the process being the whole point. So, like, if I was a basketball player, I'm too, and um, and all my goal was to win the NBA championship was my only goal. But then I forego like the process of it. I may end up hating basketball. <laughs> if if all your life is about being successful, and and then you become successful per se by numbers, but you may hate your life. There's a lot of other aspects, you know, like I said before the illustration of a person who may be doing well in recovery, but 
you know, not very well connecting with those or making, maybe forgiving himself or maybe forgiving those around him or trying to build or, like you said, improve on your connections. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it, you know, it's not the problems doesn't go away. So I, I feel like when we're, at least for me, I know I'm in the good space when I enjoy the process, even if it sucks. So sometimes it's hard. So like whatever you do, whatever you're passionate about, but I think it, it, it's inspiring when you, you know that you not only enjoy the outcome, which is nice. Everyone loves the outcomes, but also you enjoy the process, that kind of thing. So um, I want to ask you, um, as we kind of move forward, um, what has been a driver motivation to keep going despite setbacks? You know, I know we like uh, it's encouraging uh, when you see these stories that are like, oh, how would I go to Washington, D.C., to Kansas with like no real plan and then come back to Jacksonville? And like it, it feels a lot, but like in, it's in the in-betweens, like, you know, life happens when we're planning for it. So what ha- what keeps you driven and motivated? Well, many things, <laughs> but uh, fundamentally, mm-hmm. it is being okay with being by yourself. Yeah. Being okay with knowing that in the future, the effort that you put in today will pay off. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason why a farmer plants seeds. He doesn't plant seeds just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. He plants seeds so he can reap a crop. Mm-hmm. And so not to say that whatever you do today is like debt for the future. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is your seeds that you plant, the faith seeds that you plant for yourself, knowing that God's promises are true, that he's faithful, that he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. When starting over, that's the thing. When starting over and you encounter those kinds of setbacks, you have to realize that your soul matters. Your soul is something that is so not touched upon in, in in the common space of media and social media mm-hmm. because people like the outcome mm-hmm. everybody wants to go to heaven but nobody wants to do the mm-hmm. things that require mm-hmm. you know and so it's the same way in life is even though you might not have a full-fledged plan like mm-hmm. you said you might not be able to see the whole staircase you still do it mm-hmm. you still do it mlk god bless him he went to Washington, D.C., and I mm. stood on those steps. There's a place when you go to the Lincoln Memorial mm. where you can stand on the very same step that he stood on. And you think all of that was planned? Mm. In, in in some place, he wrote it down on a piece of paper, let me have a million people on the Lincoln Memorial and such and such. Are you joking? That is something that is a momentous Mm-hmm. occasion that can only come about by some radical change in thinking mm-hmm. and some radical faith-based changes mm-hmm. and so having that in mind if martin luther king can do it for those millions of people and inspire millions and will it continue to inspire millions in the future a person can do it yeah. a person can definitely do it yeah, and I, I do, you know, it's the little things, what we do. Getting up, um, showing up. You know, a lot of times, you know, in ministry, it's, it's hard. 
you know churches are hard we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk about um yeah sometimes churches is hard but sometimes i kind of you can reframe things you know how you look at it now it's hard well because it's hard that's why i'm doing it yes so it's 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 not like it's not like at the same time being conscious of my own abilities because like you know i i do the sound in my church (laughs) like i do a lot of things and one thing I, i i find um I look at people, not stuff. So like we have nice equipment. So I say to myself, I feel like I'm doing better when I'm pushed out of the sound booth <laughs> because there's all these young people. That is where I feel, uh, for me, it's not about how good I am. I, I, I'm, you know, just like Albert Einstein, I am passionately curious about everything. And for me, that has been a cornerstone uh, of you know, a lot of times I feel it is we could get complacent as as Christians or as faith-based and be like, you know, have some sense of security. But I, I like wrestling with ideas. I like reminding of how Jacob wrestled with God. I, I, I feel it makes it real. It's not a bunch of stuff. It's not a bunch of things that happened a long time ago. It's it's real to me. Now those who listen a lot of times I, I one thing that really made me passionate about curious about bringing this podcast to the forefront was what I how many times I saw in church settings <laughs> and you could probably understand this that a difficult problem comes up and it gets shoved under the under the rug and you know and people are like well you know there are different kind of ministries and I, I know you're familiar there's the obviously proselytizing the evangel you know you kind of evangelize the people try to bring people converts i know that and you know that's that's wonderful things that they do but for me that's not what revive ministry does but i do want it's outreach i kind of look at the model of a medical missionary where they go out and they bring a lot of material for people to kind of get first time some health um needs addressed a lot of times i see in churches a lot of people not hurt too scared to say anything <laughs> too scared to say i'm hurting too scared because oh if i don't if i say i'm hurting then that means i didn't do something right well no no like and it's it's difficult and it's complicated it's hard and for me i, I think about this and i'm thinking about the question what motivates me that's what motivates me it motivates it drives me because it is complicated it is hard it's not easy. You know, some people will be like, well, you know, you should, you know, is that okay? You know, a lot of times there's this, a lot of times before with suicide, per se, they were like, you talk about they're going to want to do it. And in most cases, they don't. Because the fact of the matter is a cry for help. You know, a, a person, person can't jump from one to ten. You know, that's the one thing I feel a lot of times churches forget. I, you know, the wonderful ner- news of a salvation is wonderful, but if the person never knew it, never knew a thing about it, understand the culture, and I would encourage leaders, those people who are out there, call the person back, <laughs> call them back, follow up. It's yeah. messy. Ministry is messy, and I feel for those who are listening, those who are struggling, maybe church was hurtful for you. That's okay. You know, you don't, like, you know, find what helps. And what I encourage in this podcast is hope. 
you know for me i think finding something bigger than myself centers me because i know myself i'm selfish i can be selfish i you know as much as i try to help people i'm just human you know i'm just trying to do and those are the big lessons i've learned because it's it's a constant kind of adjustment you know you can, it's like you're on a bicycle and you're learning to ride you're, you kind of have to kind of tilt it one way or another but at the same time i do appreciate those people who show up you know people who show up you know one thing i'm not a parent myself but i know the transition to being a parent seeing my brother and some of my friends there's no guide <laughs> there's no like this is how it is there's no like okay the, the, the second side it's getting no it's not you know, like sometimes I, I was in an airplane and i was so amazed how much they cried in queue they cried the whole flight from uh, it was almost like a three-hour flight i'm like that's either concerning or impressive but at the same <laughs> time <laughs> i'm thinking to myself you know it's showing up you know a lot of times you know at the end of the day that's what we need to do and i feel if we uh, i i don't like the word nice too much and i've been kind of saying that even though it's so drilled in and i was like odie you're nice or whatever and we say it so much because when we're kids we're like the parents are like be nice what does that yeah. mean I, I try to retrain and remind myself to be kind because when i'm kind i don't really expect anything back i'm doing it because i you know because the notion with nice is that I'm trying to avoid an uncomfortable situation by navigating a conversation that's nice and less. And like you said in the beginning, if there is a problem, the best thing to do is talk to the individual. So yeah. last question for you is what has been the biggest lesson you've learned or still learning when it comes to discovering what's next and starting over? That's an excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a developmental process and I'll be completely transparent with you. I was just walking the dog the other day and the way you get to my, my apartment here is you walk through like this little corridor and there's no sunlight in the middle of it, right? Because that's mm -hmm. physics or anyway. <laughs> so I was, as I was walking through and I was feeling good listening to my music, a thought hit my mind and the thought was, it made me cry. I've never experienced, well, I'm not gonna say I've never experienced, but the thought hit my mind where when you're walking in darkness, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about just your spiritual darkness, I'm not talking about the whole, you know, mm -hmm. oh, you got a gun to the light. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking everybody in some form or fashion is walking through darkness. Mm. They know that they're moving forward. They can. They they know they have legs. They know they have features, but they can't see themselves. But as you walk closer and closer to that light, two things happen. One, you know where you're going, and mm. two, you know your identity. Your mm. identity in today's world, for me personally. I've seen so much of a mind meld. It's just like a blender. You're going to be this. You're going to be this. When you're in school and you're in kindergarten, they say you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a policeman. But that's not your identity. Your job title is not your identity. Mm -hmm. Your The fact that somebody is a parent or that somebody's married, or something, that's not your true identity. Mm -hmm. When you 
come closer and closer to that light. And I'm going to piggyback off of what you said because it was powerful. Hmm. Then you start to understand, no matter what the world says, no matter how many boxes people put me into, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. If you're a child of God, then you have no need to worry about what boxes people put you in because you know that that is higher. That's a higher category than the world's categories. But hmm. going back to what you said about selfishness, Amen. Let me just say that. Amen. <laughs> we are born selfish. You imagine when a baby is born, doesn't know anything about life. It doesn't know anything about paying taxes. It doesn't know anything about making friends, connections. All it knows is it needs to eat. It needs to sleep. It needs to go poop. It needs to. Those are the basic things. But the moment that someone learns the word mind, M-I-N-E, it's all over. Mm -hmm. That's why the Christian has Jesus as its highest form of theology, right? Because, yes, there are other religions and there are other people who say this or that. But nobody can argue that Jesus was selfish because Jesus is the ultimate epitome of selflessness. We talked about kindness. Kindness is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So a person eats kindness from that fruit, eats from the fruit of the tree, that brings you kindness and it emanates from you, right? That's just mm. the way that those things work. I mean, if you eat a fruit off of a tree, you know, you eat it, you enjoy it, mm. and it goes out from you. The same works spiritually. But to go back to your original question, yes, the biggest lesson is learning to stay connected learning to stay connected physically spiritually emotionally financially socially all of the things and i can guarantee at least in far my life when those things are all working in harmony and unison mm. you don't gotta worry about all of the categories that people put you in because you're in god's category and that's what matters the most yeah and i i do feel when you get to the point where there's um you know you're in the you're enjoying the process then you know it's not oh i made it it's what else can i do what how can i improve this what can this be better and it just it just becomes not arrives you know we we become something else not just i am something else because i did this you know i for me i feel i feel my curiosity is one of my best gifts being curious you know a lot of times people are afraid and i do bible studies with some teenagers some kids that and one of the first questions i ask them is why do you go to church and a lot of people don't like that question but i think like if you're going to go to if you're going to have any real conversation about anything you gotta go to the derivative those who those yes. remember math you have to get to the derivative of what you're feeling well i'm going to church a lot of times kids go to church let's be honest because their parents bring them that's why you know but at the end of the day we're here why do you what don't you like and when you have those simple not kind of expanded or what you should or shouldn't do or should should should, should at the end of the day they're going to do what they're going to do so for me, I'm saying this not in reference to how to connect in the in the church setting, but how we connect in general. You know, the fact of the matter is understand people's interests, understand that you know they not not like you may not like certain things, and at the end of the day, you just have to. I think as 
people, we kind of limit ourselves. We're like, okay, I need to avoid. I need to have my hands cleaned all the time, especially all the stuff. In some circumstances, it makes sense, you know. But in other circumstances, I do feel um, being intentional and being curious about what's next. <laughs> being curious about, hey, you know, this worked out for a while, but it's not working out so much now because the environment's changed. Your priority changes. And I feel like um, just to mention about, you know, mention uh, what I what has encouraged me and, and been a big, um, I guess, cornerstone uh, when I came to the faith was very different. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. And I guess for me, I, I thought things very practically and logically. And one thing that encouraged me in the Old Testament when they were describing God having no ends. And for me, I felt that was very encouraging because I felt like th that means that, you know, there's just... There's no boxing it in a nice, neat box. And I, I do feel that that definition kind of um, shows that he's in the higher than us. And in a sense, that it, it is, it's encouraging because I'm embracing the, the unknown. You know, it's like Hebrews 11.1, 1, you know, uh, the whole idea of, of faith. And how we, how you know, it's not the things, it's the things I don't see, you know, and, mm -hmm. and in regards about our faith. And I think a lot of times when we talk about self-care, we're talking about what's next. There's a degree of faith, you know, degree, you know, not just going to say, I'm going to do what's next. I have no faith in it. <laughs> I have no confidence in it. <laughs> There's going to be something there. So, like, at the same time, um, be curious. Those, wherever you're at, uh, find uh, find a good environment. Continue to improve your connections. I would say that's uh, something I continue to try to do because it's a constant. It doesn't just statically work because environments change, people change, concepts change, ideas change, thoughts change. But at the same time, don't get caught up in that. Go to the derivative. Why does this matter? Well, it matters because I want a good relationship with my family. You know, there's not much time. Perspective-wise, there isn't. Uh, been, so I would say be kinder to those around you. People tell me, I don't have time to, like, volunteer. I'm like, well, when you go to the restaurant and they get your order wrong, be kind. You know, like, the thing is, these people, these waiters and waitresses, they're trying, you know, it's not an easy business. The whole restaurant industry, wherever you go, when you're about to say something, and you're frustrated, remind you that this person that's in front of you doesn't know that. <laughs> it is not the cause of that. They made a mistake. And if we're really being honest, all of us have made those mistakes in our lives. Any final thoughts as we wrap up? Final thoughts, two. Number one, my famous uh, tagline, I guess you can say, it's not, it's not mine at all. It's Teddy Roosevelt's. He, wrote, he was a very interesting character. First of all, before he was president, he was a cop, and he mm. also wrote for a newspaper. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> paths, okay? People got paths. But I leave you with this. It is hard to fail, but it is worse never to have tried to succeed. That's mm. number one. Mm -hmm. So if you want to fail, don't try, because you will always fail if you don't try. <laughs> and number two, there's actually an acronym. Bible is an acronym. Basic instructions before leaving earth. So read it. It's very important. 
and you might learn something or two just saying i just want to also say thank you thank you for coming on and sharing your insight uh also to those watching um to uh the all the notes will share anything that um that what he wants to share though like in, in regards to any links or anything that he wants to share with you also want to say to find revive ministries the platform revive ministriesfl.com is kind of the hub so um and also if you're out there and you're like i have a story to tell i you know i want to share email us it's uh, info at revive ministry.fl.com uh, just tell me and we're always looking for new guests the whole idea is this is not um uh I, I just love that there's a diversity of stories and perspectives and i want to say thank you again Odie, for sharing your insight this is goodbye from revive ministries i'm going to end it with f scott fitzgerald people probably read his books when growing up but he says it this way it's not merely enough to have the ability to be persistent you must also have the ability to start over <laughs>